Welcome, everybody. We're back. We missed a week, yeah. and my counterparts have a little bit of explaining to do. How dare you? Um, but we are so excited to be back. We've got an awesome topic for you. And guys, what did you do that you had to catch that? And I somehow, because of the grace of God, because does he love me more? I don't know, but I didn't get it, but you guys did it. You want to explain to the people what happened? Yeah, I had lunch. I had dinner. <laughs> so therefore, those, I am now fasting. <laughs> For those who don't know, Ben and I both had COVID. We Got should that. probably say that because I don't think we did you guys say, No, listen. Yeah. Here's here's why I'm I'm officially now pro mask. I just am gonna say it. It's <clears throat> I hung out with Jaina. Jaina got it on Thursday night, we, well, yeah. which you didn't know. I didn't know. It was just yeah. how it happens. And then we were here at the church Friday, mm-hmm. not even hanging out. You were doing your thing. I was doing my thing. And then we yeah. went to lunch with two other coworkers. Mm-hmm. And we're literally together for an hour. Yeah. No mask. Within six feet. But it's like, whatever. It's just, this is what we do. Because we work together. Yeah, you know? we, no, not even that. Like, we work together. We're together we, all the time. So I'm yeah. not going to wear a mask next to Jaina. And... I hung out with Jaina for about that hour on Friday. Over the weekend and including on that Monday, I hung out with Brennan for longer than I hung out with Jaina, but we had masks on. That is true. And you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Pro mask, man. There it is. I, I just think it was, it was probably Stop. something about my prayer life. No. It was, it's got to be something about <laughs> man. just my spiritual presence that yeah, had to probably. have protected me. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't have any other, you like masks, I like Jesus. So <laughs> one of those two protected us. Wow. I'm going to go find the cove and spray that it in your was, face. That was a statement. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you guys call it the Rona or the cove? I like the cove. I like the 19. That's oh, the that's worst. Good. I just say Rona. Man, I think I like cove. I'm going to start saying cove. I now have herd immunity at work. So it's just <laughs> yeah. like I'm surrounded by a little bubble of COVID survivors. <laughs> at least three months. At least three months. There you go. We did it. We made I'm it. glad you guys are back. Yes. Ben, you do love Jesus. I know you well, believe in the mask, but you also believe in Jesus. So. A little bit. Uh I don't want to. I don't want to bury you with that quote. Someone screenshot, send the email. Hey, listen, upset. Ben. I'm I'm looking for more excuses to, to fire you. So. <laughs> if you don't get the joke, you got to watch the live stream from a couple weeks ago. But anyways, today's topic has to do with are all sins equal? Dang, kind of a That's an cool. odd question, but maybe you've asked it. If you haven't, it's going to be a really intriguing podcast for you. And we've got, we've got some different perspectives that we're going to dive into and some different statements is actually how we've organized it. But before we get there, we love to start the Oasis podcast with just a, a solid definition. So, Ben, what is sin? I wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, you you the are COVID, a pastor. The this, COVID, you have to be ready for listen, this. Listen to me. I have not been ready for the past <laughs> like two weeks. I'm still figuring out what it looks like just to try to live life. Okay. Amen. So are we, we just are we all? Will you just leave me alone for four seconds? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, guys. Um, any any thought or action that ultimately falls short of God's will for you. So God's perfect. Um, everything that He does perfect. Everything that He desires for us is perfect. So anything that falls short of living His desired life for us mm. would be a sin. Yeah. Thought, action, all of it. Super good. And from that, we're going to give you a couple different statements. There's actually three of them, so if you're taking notes on the podcast, but if you're just listening, no worries. Uh, and the three different perspectives are going to kind of work as a statement, and then an explanation of the statement, and then maybe even a little bit of teaching into why that statement may be true or false. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Statement number one. All sins are equal. Amen. Let's shut the podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> the choke works every time. 
That's that's the statement. Mm-hmm. All sins are equal. And to give a little explanation, and then I can kind of pass it over to you guys. It's kind of based off the idea of how Ben just defined sin. So sin is missing the mark of God. It's missing the perfect mark. So everything kind of will be clumped into the same boat as everything misses the mark. So then it's categorically, they're all the same. And part of it comes from the example of Romans 3.23. For all have sinned. So that's Mm -hmm. talking about all people and fallen short of the glory of God. And that puts the definition of sin as what Ben described it as there's the glory of God. And then everything that's less than that, everything that misses that perfect mark is sin. Yep. So then we categorically would describe all sins as the same. Yep. Another way to look at it is the skyscraper example. And it's, it's a visual thing, but I think I can explain it auditorily. So really, from a human perspective, we would say if you look at a skyscraper skyline, so say you're in Minneapolis or Omaha or Kansas City, or you're balling and you're in New York City. And you got your skyscrapers, and you're looking at them. And to you, they all look very different, different heights, different sizes, different things. But then if you imagine from heaven what those would look like looking down, to say heaven is above, which different theological conversation. <laughs> um, God would see all you of got those the bird's skyscrapers. Eye view. Yeah, God would see all of those skyscrapers as the same. He would see them as just the tops. They would just be little clusters because they're far removed. That's kind of the idea visually of what some people will interpret sin as. From earth, they look different. You can see the different sins. They're different consequences. But from God's perspective, they could be, some would argue, all viewed the same. Yeah. Anything to add to this this idea? No, that's good. I think it's the view that makes sense but isn't fully accurate. Mm-hmm. And we'll just go there right mm-hmm. now. Like, it's a view that makes sense because of the reality that everyone has sinned. We understand that even if you have been in church... For a while or a little bit, even come to ways is like you've hopefully heard this enough to where it's like we had communion on Sunday and it was we we do communion to remember Jesus's sacrifice and death on the cross because that paid for all sin to be mm-hmm. forgiven. Yeah. So it makes sense to fit under the sin under the umbrella of all of them are equal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and where I would have just rounded out and finished this idea of all sins are equal, a lot of it is based on. I mean, the result of Jesus' payment on the cross, like Ben was just saying. So 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So Jesus' death on the cross, his resurrection pays for the penalty of all sin. So not only can you look at it from both sides, you can look at it as all sins are the same because of the consequence they have, but you can look at it as all sins are the same because Jesus paid the price and therefore he covers them all. So again, there's two different ways to categorically put them all together. But as Ben said, maybe that isn't the perfect definition or example slash statement of all sin. So let's move, if Jane is okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's move to, to statement number two. All sins are not equal for God in his eyes. Explain. Yep. I mean, give the people. Well, the- let's go this quick. Let's mm-hmm. talk through why immediately, even even though I believe, and we're going to explain why. I think we would say this. Even we believe that that statement's true. Mm-hmm. I have an uneasy feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why do you think we have an uneasy feeling with that statement? Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh that's and I don't know if there's a right answer. Yeah. I just like like I I just do. Yeah. I think that there's some security in the idea that all sins are equal. I don't. I couldn't maybe verbalize why, but I think it it feels nice to think that way. <laughs> yeah, and I just but, think like 
part of it, my mind goes to like if if it's broken, it's broken. It doesn't really matter how it broke. how how broke yeah. it is. Yeah. So like back to that idea is it's just like I don't I don't also part of me goes to the defensive mode where it's like okay well what sins are worse then and yeah. now I get comparison game yeah. mm-hmm. and you get so there's just like there's a lot of traps you can fall in here and I think that's sure. probably a little bit of why it, it's it's tough yeah yeah but we better give the people a great Let's definition see, here's why here's why I believe it. it's not true <laughs> so yeah there are three different aspects and what's awesome and and we'll we'll just even air this out is. Jana just took this class last week and we <laughs> yeah. didn't need like we not I'm not saying we we randomly kind of pick our podcast we have a list of a lot of things we want to talk about and we just kind of like here's what we're gonna do and then we do research and we talk through it and we figure it out and it just so happened that Jana legitimately just took a class on this and so yeah. I'm encouraged by that because she's gonna crush us <laughs> right now um, but the reality that all sins are not equal for God it's helping us recognize here how God sees sin in accordance with how we live our life so Jane if you just want to start yeah with the there's three different aspects to this yeah. so there are three different um, kind of aspects of sin so there's sin as a state sin as an act and then sin as infirmity and so I can just kind of give a quick synopsis of those three categories, if that's what you guys want. Yeah, why don't you just start, yeah, start with the first, start one. With the yes. first yeah. one? Okay. Yep. So sin is a state. This refers to original sin, so the sin that took place in the Garden of, Garden of Eden. Um, and then that from that, um, we have this sin nature, which this is language that we hear all the time in the church, so you're probably familiar with it. Um, but again, I mean, that comes from Genesis 3, um, even in Galatians 5, of just... That's kind of just the reality of it. Don't mm-hmm. know if he had other things to add to that. Yeah, yeah. Genesis three, obviously, sin entering into the world. Yeah. Adam and Eve being tempted. Galatians five, and and Paul also does it in Romans, where he gives us these these reality of these battles between the flesh and the spirit, the spirit of God working and moving in our life to help us become more like Jesus. But there's this battle that we're living as followers of Jesus where we're battling our flesh, our desires, our will, Mm -hmm. what we want to have happen, those things that would go against what God would want for us. That's that nature that is battling the spirit. So that's the Galatians 5 text, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is just there. Mm -hmm. So that's one. What's two? Mm -hmm. The second one is so sin... Um, as an act. So these are intentional sins. So I know this is a sin, but I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm not bothered by that. Mm. There's um, habitual sins, uh, which are sins that... um, I'm losing my train of thought. These are sins that maybe I know it's wrong, but I'm a slave to it, and I'm stuck, and I'm trying to get out of it, but it's not happening Mm -hmm. like immediately. Um, And then there's sins of surprise, which are... um, just that, like su- surprise sin. So I know that this that that being angry or expressing anger in an unhealthy way is a sin. But something happens, and I get surprised, and I act in an anger way, mm. angry way. Yeah, that yeah. can be a sin of surprise, um, if it's not obviously habitual or intentional. That's good, um, and 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 we'll probably come back to some examples for these. But why don't you yeah. just finish off? with number three real quick. The last one. So sin as infirmity, um, or some people will use the word omission. Um, And so these refer to sins of ignorance. So I don't know it's a sin. I'm unfamiliar. Um, I'm new to faith. I'm still learning. Um, Or sins of like attempted good. So I'm trying to do good, but in that process, I still mess up and Mm -hmm. I still sin or I do something wrong. Um, And I can explain that further if we like. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably come back to pretty much all of those yeah. to get a little bit more depth. But now you have your overview of where mm-hmm. we're going to go. And we're going to touch back on the statement here. So the statement is all sins are not equal for yeah. God. So we're talking about through the perspective of God. And because of that, we're going to use a whole lot of scripture to back these ideas because mm-hmm. that's 
God's text teaching us about what he sees in the world. So we're going to use that, and then we're going to use some oh, some examples for really you to kind of concrete these ideas, because to be honest, these aren't things most people are hearing or talking about. So to yeah. start with the sin nature, Jana said it, mm-hmm. it's Genesis 3, Galatians 5, original sin, the fact that you are prone because of your flesh to, to have an inclination towards sin. I mean, at birth, you can look at studies. Harvard had did a study on, um, it was like pre-verbal babies between the ages of three months and six months or something like that, like really, really, really tiny infants. Mm-hmm. And they would show them dolls and they would have dolls like hit each other or have dolls, like they would act out mean actions to each other. And then they'd have another set of dolls that would hug and, and love and like be really kind. And when they gave the babies options, overwhelmingly the babies chose the good dolls. So these are pre-verbal, unable to like articulate any kind of thought, really just crying and pooping and eating. But they still had a sense of morality and a sense of what was good and wrong. So that was mm-hmm. can speak to sin nature and honestly a creator. But we're yeah. focusing more on the sin. And then, Ben, you want to talk a little bit more about the intentional acts and some scripture references and examples there? Yes, I do want to do that. Um, so doing something intentionally is having this understanding that I actually know it's wrong, but I'm still going to do it and I don't feel sorry for it. Uh, Hebrews 10, 26, for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth. So that's one, the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ that you have been, he paid for your sin to be able to have a relationship with God, but also knowledge of the truth that as you continue to live in sin, there is just an effect in that relationship. If I if I do something against my wife, even so we're married, we've made the covenant, that's never going to change. Congrats. But, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, 10 years last year. <laughs> but if I do, do something against her that is sinning towards her, our relationship is affected. Mm. And so the reality is our relationship with God can be affected even though our standing with him doesn't change as a son or daughter. Mm. So it's those, if I'm intentionally doing something to go against what I already know is wrong, that's habitual. Mm -hmm. He says, so if we continue sinning deliberately after receiving knowledge of truth, he goes on to say, there's no longer remains for a sacrifice for sins, which is really a can of worms that could be really big. Ultimately, I believe what that is saying is, I didn't have an actual transforming experience in giving my life to Jesus. Now I'm not. We're not here to judge, right? Yeah. I don't know if you're saved or not. Mm-hmm. You you probably have a good idea. I think that if you go listen to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we gave an understanding. But ultimately, God knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you continue to do stuff that you know not to be good, that you know God desires not to be a part of your life, mm-hmm. that's habitual. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's intentional. Or intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, intentional. Mm-hmm. My bad. Sorry. You're good. Very intentional. So I'm choosing to do this even though I know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, habitual is just the reality of being enslaved to sin as the Bible, the way that the Bible phrases it. Um, where is it at? Romans 7. Uh, it says, for I, Romans seven fifteen. for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want. Right there, that's just habitual. It's just reality that there is this temptation and sin in my life that has enslaved me to the point of I am I actually desire to get over this, but my flesh has so taken over yeah. that I'm just continuing to live into this. He says, mm-hmm. but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, that's good. So now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. And then he says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. So he's talking about the nature, that is the flesh. And I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out habitual. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot of other stuff we could go into that. Yeah. But. Yeah. 
So some examples to that. So what's what's an intentional sin that you see happening in young adults? Uh, I mean, cohabitation, sex before marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Porn. I mean, a- any any sexual sin that we know to not be of God's design. And, and where does us. that line float into habitual then? Because I think you could probably categorize yeah. some of those that you just said. As yeah, habitual. I think you could. Absolutely. Yeah, so so it depends on the person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I again, if I know it's wrong and I'm continuing to do it without hesitation and don't care, mm-hmm. it's intentional. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing it and falling into it but I recognize that this is not something God desires for me and I actually want to continue to get past it. Am I making those steps to try to move past it, even though I'm still going to potentially fall into it? Mm-hmm. And on the other end, you could say some of those are actually um, infirmity sins. Absolutely. So like mm-hmm. someone who's never heard the fact that the marriage statistics on cohabitation and God's design for marriage and relationships, like they might not know cohabitation yep. has negative consequences to their relationship with themselves, yep. with God mm-hmm. and with their significant other. Yep. But yeah, those are good. I would have probably said like drunkenness. If you want to go listen to drunken, like that one could lean into habitual if it's becoming an addiction. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people, it's like, I know drunkenness is probably wrong, but I'm just choosing to to pursue this because I think it's going to be fun. I want to live my best life now. Have all the fun I can. Mm -hmm. And then you said habitual, which was a good one. And I think most of the time, lust is going to fall right here. Mm -hmm. I mean when you're with significant others, when you're with a different opposite gender, when you're talking about porn, like we've learned to, to, and some at in most instances that that's wrong, but it just becomes something that we're not able to stop because the flesh is weak and we got to lean into the spirit. The last one is the surprise. So you want to just give one example for that? Yeah. A sin of surprise is, um, yeah, did I maybe already say this? I can't remember. But um, um, I have a bad night's sleep. I'm tired. I come to work. Brennan corrects me on something. I get angry, and I act out at him in anger. Unintentionally, mm-hmm. I didn't plan to do that. I had no desire to do that, but it was a natural reaction of that sin nature occurred, and a sin happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a sin of surprise is when it literally just surprises yeah. us. and. I mean, that's not to say, oh, just isn't a surprise, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's kind of what but, that, that thought is about those. I forgive you. Okay. I'm on Janus' side. It's all love. It's all love. That was a hypothetical. <laughs> that's never happened yeah. before. Just airing our dirty laundry. <laughs> How the morning went, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we got, I think we just have the one idea left. Of well, him. I think, can I, yeah, I just, ahead. I thought yeah. it was, I just, I'm just really glad that you brought up. In the midst of the porn, the lust, the the sexual sin conversation, mm-hmm. I think just giving a little more clarity on those three things, like okay. all three of that, or lust in general, could fall under all all three of those. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that's just important to know for you guys to know. So when it's a sin of omission, it means you didn't know it was wrong. Yeah, like just understand that no matter what the sin mm-hmm. is, it means you didn't understand it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, once it becomes knowledge of the truth understanding okay this is actually not what god desires for me because mm-hmm. he desires better for me and good for me yeah uh do i want to get over it but i can't and i'm just battling the flesh and the spirit and i'm trying to do it and i'm, I'm putting things into play mm-hmm. but i keep falling into okay that's habitual mm-hmm. but there is still power mm-hmm. in Absolutely. there's a power through yeah. the spirit to mm-hmm. overcome so please believe it and then it's intentional comes like i'm just choosing to do this even though i know what's wrong and i don't care mm-hmm. like just i don't know i think those are really good we need to clarify yeah and if you're yeah. stuck in one of those you can come, get someone around you who you can yeah. talk to. And we're going to end the podcast with that later. <laughs> but like, 
there are so many ways we can encourage mm-hmm. and pray for you and give you tools to, to overcome some of those. Absolutely. Let, let's finish with infirmity and omission and just this ignorance idea. So what are the scripture references for that? What are, what's an example of that? Oh, I thought we did it. We didn't do it. No, we I didn't got it. ahead of myself. Sorry, guys. Um, I'll do the example. So this is my example that I'll give. Uh, I gave my life to Jesus in October, nope, September of 2006. And a few months later, during spring break, I went down to Panama City Beach with crew, Campus Crusade, and we shared the gospel with people on the beach. And during this week, there was one night where the men and the women got separated, classic, like, mm-hmm. oh, here's that's the purity thing. Oh, yeah, super it. cringy. Yep, yep, <laughs> super fun. Um, and unfortunately, we only think of purity as sex, but... That's we're going to have a podcast. podcast. Oh, we, we need to do that podcast. <laughs> hey, Brennan's writing it down right now. <laughs> um, but what happened is all of a sudden, the guys started going around and talking about how they struggled with porn, with pornography. So I'm a new Christian, new follower of Jesus. And in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, what do they mean they struggle with porn? Like like they struggle finding it? Because I got sites. <laughs> it's like, I'm, like yeah, I'm new, but, but like, I didn't You're just know. trying to help a brother. I was like, hey, listen, let me help you out. <laughs> But for me, it's like, I didn't know it was wrong. Legitimately, did not. I'm, I'm 19 years old, a believer within six months, didn't understand and recognize or know. It was not intellectually there that pornography was wrong. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it. Yeah. I'd been introduced to it at the age of 10 by my dad. And that was like the only conversation we had about sex was he gave me a magazine and just didn't want me to go on the computer. <laughs> like that was my conversation. Regard, I didn't think it was wrong. That's omission. But then mm-hmm. I came to the understanding realization, okay, this is actually not good for me. Here's why. Mm-hmm. And then started putting things into place to overcome. Yeah. Uh, so verses with that, even look at Matthew 11, Jesus speaking to, it's a couple towns around Capernaum. It's Chorazin and Bethsaida. And he's telling yeah, sure. these people, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I got, I need to look it up. I'm sorry, guys. Oh uh, yeah. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles, so Jesus performing miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. And they says, but I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon and the day of judgment than for you and you, Capernaum. Will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. So what he's saying here is... And then actually going on a few verses more. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. Sodom and Gomorrah, Old Testament, horrible, horrible, just sinful, sinful towns mm-hmm. that didn't have the experience and the power of the Holy Spirit displayed in front of them. Jesus did not come, obviously. And so they were just living in sin. And all of a sudden, New Testament day, Jesus is in these towns. He's performing these miracles. And these guys are as unrepentant. They they want to continue to live in their sin and even in seeing the miracles of Jesus and didn't want to change anything. And so he's saying Sodom and Gomorrah were under the sins of omission because they didn't see the power of God on display to see, no, actually you don't have to live like this. Mm-hmm. Where these new towns, uh, Chorazin and Bethsaida, had seen the power of God on display but continued to be unrepentant, continued to live in sin. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, a, I think a good example in recognition that even Jesus recognizes and sees like you living in sin this way, even though you've seen the power of God on display, is more unbearable than for Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. And then yeah. In Romans 2, Paul does it in the New Testament example too. Uh, I mean, you were talking about Jesus, but you were using Sodom and Gomorrah. But it's the Jew and Gentile. So Paul's yeah. teaching to the Romans, the Gentile people, and he's saying, what you're doing is wrong. But the Jews are judged harsher for it because they know the law. They know it's wrong. You have never known the law, 
So therefore, what you're still doing is incorrect, which is what Ben's saying. Mm-hmm. Like the Sodom people were still incorrect, but it was the judgment, the view of God to see, okay, you knew better and you still did wrong, whereas you didn't know better and you were stumbling in wrong in the mm-hmm. darkness. So that, that's kind of that idea. And then the attempted good. Jaina, you want to yeah. close that one out? Attempted good is, um, I'll give another example. Um, so my professor used example. He said, one night my wife asked me to take out the trash, and I said, yeah, I'll do it. I had the intention to do it. I was planning to do it. And then I don't remember, he said he got distracted by something, someone called or something, and he never took out the trash. And so he sinned against his wife because he didn't follow through on a promise he'd made for her, but it wasn't an intentional thing that he didn't do. He mm-hmm. had the intention. So he had the uh, desire to do good, but through circumstances he didn't. So. Again, another sin, yeah. but just kind of a different way it comes about. Um, yeah. Yeah, that one doesn't hit home at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Called out. And then, and then I try to justify by saying I said I would do it. I didn't exactly. say when. Yeah. That's garbage. <laughs> Don't use that excuse. Oh, geez, that's you such forgot. a bad excuse. <laughs> all right, we've got one more, one more statement to get through, and then we're going to finish out the podcast. And this one's way quicker than the other ones, but all sins are not equal for man. So we've done it from God's perspective, God yeah. looking at it through the scripture. What are the ideas mm-hmm. of, of man when regarding this? Because that's kind of where we looked at it from the first perspective. Yeah. Um, so Ben gave the definition of sin, but another, not a different definition, but a furthering of that True. definition that I've heard people use is that um, sin also corrupts or hinders relationships. So there's relationships with God and then relationships with human. And so the reality of this, that not all sin is, is equal for man, is that not all sin has the same amount of consequences Super in our crazy. earthly relationships. Yeah. So um, for me, as a single woman, to struggle with lust harms me individually more so than it would harm a spouse, because mm-hmm. I don't have a spouse, my future spouse, probably. Mm. Yeah. But that yeah. sin has less of an earthly consequence than a sin of uh, adultery within yeah. a married couple or rape. rape yeah. You know, so the the degree of the corruption that that sin causes in relationship and in individual people is not equal. Um, and so that's just kind of an example of of how that plays that statement is true. You know. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I have it or anything. <laughs> you, that's it. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's just the idea that there's practical consequences. <laughs> that change and vary yeah. depending on yes. sin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because of that, we can give you a handful of examples, but therefore yeah. from man's eyes, yeah. mm-hmm. all sins are not equal. Yeah. yeah. All right. And even to use examples we've already used, if you forget to take out the trash yeah. or you get caught up, that sin has less damage for that relationship than if you intentionally said, no, I'm not taking out the trash. Yep. Yeah. You know, like, so. Super good. Well, super sucky, but... <laughs> Good, good point. Then, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, are we ready to end? Okay, because we gotta we gotta land the plane somewhere to use yeah. that terrible metaphor. But <laughs> when we're talking about are all sins equal? It's a good theological conversation. We gave mm-hmm. you a lot of words maybe you didn't know or hear before, and we we hope that you've learned something from this. But ultimately, we want to land it in something a little bit more practical. So, if all sins aren't equal from God's perspective or man's perspective which is kind of what we're articulating. I mean, yeah. we, we recognize the other statement, the first one, as some some trains of thought, but we just think it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. Where where do we go from there? Ben, you want to take some of that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
No, I can't take it from there. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I seriously was daydreaming. He, he I'm never, not kidding. He never That's not I true. That's not true. I, I got on something and was off. It's fine. It's, I apologize, it's dude. Fine. No, that's not. That's a sin. That's fine. Our relationship is now you. hurt because of my inappropriateness of daydreaming. I'll, I literally I'll was. Will you, will you rephrase the question? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have time. The people need to get off the podcast. I apologize. Really, what we want you to do is just continue to turn from sin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God is calling you through a restored relationship with Jesus to live a holy life, to live something, uh, to, to strive to be more like Christ and to res- continue to restore that relationship through right actions and righteous living. I mean, you all over Scripture, as you read pretty much anything, God is calling His people to a, a level of holiness that excludes all sin. So continue to turn from sin. Get people in your life who are going to help you turn from sin. Get get uh, accountability. Get uh, practices in place to avoid some of those sins you're struggling with. Read the scripture and see where God continues to call out sin, where Jesus speaks directly about different things so that you're not of ignorance, that you can continue to learn. And ultimately, we promise that a life with less sin in it brings greater reward. Like, it's just the truth. Yeah. So that's where we want to end. Any, any last comments from my two COVID <laughs> survivors? I, I do blame COVID for me not paying attention there. I'll just say that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons this is so difficult is in all of that, we still would always say that every sin is forgiven. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, so that's why it gets fallen under. Mm-hmm. The idea that all sins are equal, which we don't believe, but all are forgiven. And so know in that, Christ, but reckon, yeah. yeah, in Jesus, yeah. they are absolutely forgiven, but recognize that they do have different consequences, mm-hmm. that they do look different. And so that, so to turn away is the goal. Yeah. Oh. All right. We yeah. love you. Love you guys. Thank you so yeah. much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye.